wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I am upset. I'm upset with the current situation happening in baseball. And that's what's going to take up the majority of this show on draft day. At the end of the show, I'll have the clips from our mock draft here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find in full at Locked On MLB. And the reason why, even though I'm playing you their mock draft picks for the Royals, that you're wanna go to that you're wanna go check that out is because it's a mock draft. We don't know for sure who the Royals are, ta- are taking. So you're gonna to want to find information on all of these prospects. That way whenever you hear tonight who the Royals select, you're gonna have information on them and that way you can impress your friends as we watch the MLB draft, which is the draft that we absolutely know the least about of any sport, especially after no season got played for high school or college. But it sounds like we're going to get a baseball season in the professional ranks. However, it sounds like that season will be 48 or so games. And I can't get behind it. For a long time, you guys have said, any baseball is better than no baseball. 48 games is not better than no baseball. I'm going to say it. 48 games is not better than no baseball. 48 games is illegitimate. 48 games means nothing. The Royals, who should be a 100-loss ball club, the Royals can perform in 48 games. If that's the case, and we're going to expand this to eight playoff teams per league we're going to go ahead and expand the postseason to where half the teams make it and the Royals are right in the mix, that's not a season worth having. That's not a season that can tell a story. That's not a season that can hold up years down the line. We already have those seasons with with Houston that can't hold up. We have that season with Boston that can't hold up. Baseball has been littered with scandals and strikes for the past 20 years. And we're heading down that road again. I promise you, if there's only 48 games this year, there will be a strike. And that, my friends, will have baseball dead. That will kill baseball if there's a strike. The owners are so worried about preserving their income right now that they can't see that in doing so, Sure, this year might look good on the books, but when the sport is dead in two years, you're going to be lost. Because this ordeal between the union and the owners have turned off even the biggest baseball fans I know. And you know what? This season, you're not going to get those months of June and July where you're competing with absolutely no one. You're not going to get that month of August where 
there's no other sports. It's the dog days of August. You're just waiting with bated breath to watch Patrick Mahomes again. So the only thing you can watch is the Royals. You know what you're going to go up against this time? Since you've waited so long, since you've tap danced around when your start date will be, since you're playing this chess game with your own union after you've already agreed to a deal in March, you know what you're going to go up against? You're going to go up against the NBA, the second best sport, the second most popular sport in America. Borderline on the most popular sport in America just a couple of years ago. You're going to go up against the NBA. You're going to go up against the NHL playoffs. And while we don't watch the NHL in the regular season in America, everyone tunes in for the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're going to go up against LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. You're going to go up against that for the duration of your season. And once you get to the postseason, come September, come October, that's when the NBA Finals are going to be heating up. That's when Patrick Mahomes will be slinging the football around the yard. You're telling me you're going to pick baseball after a 48-game season that means nothing over Patrick Mahomes, over LeBron James, over Giannis Antetokounmpo? No, you're not. This season, if it's 48 games, means nothing. And if there's a strike coming, which I promise you there will be if there's only 48 games, then the sport that you and I love is dead. It is dead. That's the bottom line. You can say whatever you want to about the players. You can say whatever you want to about the owners. The bottom line is the goal here should be about baseball. Because if there's a strike and this sport dies, then no one's going to have money in two years. So so all of this was for nothing. For both sides, it was for nothing. I promise you, this sport will take a dramatic hit if there's 48 games played this year with a strike to follow. It's another illegitimate champion. It is more bickering. It's a strike. And the last strike moved baseball from Americana to irrelevant. Baseball, by and large, nationally is irrelevant. The only saving grace for baseball is the fact that it's on every single day and it's something to watch in your local market. And the postseason is fun. But how fun is that postseason after we've played 48 games and half the league gets in? And you get into that territory of hockey, which is what I've said all along in this podcast. In hockey and baseball, these are the only two sports that are conducive to the best team losing prior to the championship. Look at your own Kansas City Royals. In 2014, they had no business in that World Series. In 2015, while they were a great team, they should have lost every series they played in. Baseball's crazy, baseball is random, and 48 games is not a good enough sample size. And especially if you're going to let eight teams in. I promise you, 48 games plus a strike will end baseball. And I promise you, these 48 games will not be watched. If you could have started baseball on July 4th and gotten people interested a month before the NBA returns, that would have been a different story. That could have gotten people hooked before you have the option of basketball. Each day that passes, that opening day mark gets pushed closer and closer and closer to basketball. And I promise you, even in a market like Kansas City, let the Royals lose a series or two, you're going to see the ratings go to basketball instead of baseball. It's ridiculous that these two sides, and I've been pro player this entire time, and I'm still pro player because the owners are making this just 
ridiculous claim about money. I'm still pro player, but it's ridiculous that these two sides cannot see the forest beyond the trees or however that saying goes. That if you do not come to an agreement quickly and an agreement that we can all get behind as fans and say, you know what, given the circumstances, if you play 70 games, if you play 80 games, that is a, a good enough season given the circumstances. 48 games is not. 48 games is not worth having if you are a legitimate baseball fan. If you are a baseball purist, if you're a true baseball fan, you know that 48 games means nothing. And eight teams in each league getting in means nothing. It's ridiculous what they're doing. And if there is another strike, as much as I love baseball, I'm out on the sport. I'll tell you what, I am more excited to watch the NBA, especially after taking over Locked on Thunder, than I'm even remotely excited to watch the MLB. The MLB has soured me already throughout these negotiations where, again, I would prefer no baseball than 48 games worth. Because 48 games is not worth doing. You get one hamstring injury to Garrett Cole and the Yankees are done for. That's He's out for the whole season. He's going to get nine starts. This season is not going to be worth having if it's 48 games and it's going to kill baseball. And it's time to wake up to that fact. We are on the trajectory. We are on the pathway, and we have been for a long time, of baseball turning into hockey. There's going to be a subsection of diehard baseball fans that watch every single night, that tune in to Fox Sports Kansas City, they're not going to be on nationally. They're not going to have huge national TV deals. And you're, no one is going to talk about baseball until maybe we get to the postseason. But unlike hockey, your postseason rivals with the NFL. And so the NFL will take precedent with it. It rivals college football. So college football will take precedent. And depending on what the NBA does with their new format, if they make October their month as well, it's over for, for baseball. It's over. 48 games plus a strike kills baseball. And the Cardinals owner, I cannot stand him. And it's easy to hate St. Louis on a Kansas City podcast. It's, it's very easy to do. And this time it's not punching low-hanging fruit because he's making the claim that it, that the Cardinals aren't profitable, that unless they play 48 games, then, then how is he going to survive? Poor pitiful you. Give me a break. The Royals, who are nationally irrelevant, who have an attendance problem, who have a god-awful TV deal. The Royals, who their manager, Ned Yost, had to beg fans to support the team in August of 2014 before their miraculous postseason run, their best and most memorable season of my lifetime. He was begging fans to go to Kauffman Stadium in August. They sold for $1 billion. The Royals, who are just awful in terms of national relevancy, in terms of even capitalizing on the local market, who have won 44% of their games for the last 30 years? The Royals sold for $1 billion. The Marlins are a laughingstock of an organization. They have the attendance problems. They have the, the losing problems. They have the TV problems. They sold for $1 billion. If you don't like what's happening in St. Louis, buddy, Sell the Cardinals. I guarantee you, you can get at least $2.2 billion. That's according to Forbes magazine. Sell your team. It's that simple. If you don't like the profit coming out of the Cardinals, 
give them up. It's that simple. The bottom line is that's a bold face lie to get everyone out there to turn against the players. And the mudslinging that's going on right now in baseball is embarrassing. Every single person, a part of that union and a part of the ownership should be embarrassed at the fact that they are not negotiating. What they're doing is not negotiations. What they're doing is asking each other for these asinine deals that they know is not going to happen. So that way they get rejected and that way they can each go to their fan base and say, we tried. The players did not try whenever they offered 114 games. They knew that was not going to be approved. The owners did not try whenever they presented over a 50% pay cut from the pro-rated contract. They knew that wasn't going to get approved. But they each threw out unacceptable deals. That way they can tell the, the national audience, that way they can tell each fan base they tried. It is sickening about what's happening in baseball right now. And it's going to kill the sport. I promise you, it's going to kill this sport. And that makes a lot of you mad listening because the people who are listening to this podcast right now, a Kansas City Royals podcast, a team that's supposed to lose this year during a global pandemic while there's no baseball, a podcast that's had 80 shows with no baseball now, the people listening are diehard baseball fans who I don't think would do would ever jump off the baseball bandwagon. But like I said, hockey has diehard fans too. And they are a distant fourth place as of right now in terms of the national relevance of sports. Baseball will soon join them. There will soon be two popular sports in America. And you know what? Soccer's not far behind. Baseball, what they're doing is absolutely sickening. The sport we love, the sport we grew up loving, has done nothing in the last 20 years to increase their fan base with the TV blackouts, with all that they do, with, with, with not allowing highlights to be posted on Twitter and YouTube. They've done nothing, unlike the NBA, to grow their fan base. And now they're going to take away the sport for 18 months, possibly, or play 48 games that mean nothing have a champion that means nothing and then go on strike. They've got to figure this out or else the sport we love is dead. And that's the bottom line. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com for all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com because listen, there are thousands of manufacturers. There are thousands of makes and models of different pieces that you're going to need to repair your car and you're going to want to maintain your car because that's how you retain value and save money. Here's the thing though, going to a dealership, going to an auto parts store, that's only going to lead you down a road of paying way more for those, for those parts. And again, you're going to make that trip down there to your dealership or to your local auto parts store. You're going to make that trip. They're going to tap on their computer. They're going to ask you questions you don't know. And then they're going to look at you and say, Hey, turn around, go back out the door, come back later because we have to order this online. You can be the one to order online. You can be the one to save 20%, 30%, 50%, or even 100% off of your auto parts that you need. Don't pay more by going to a dealership. Do not pay more by going to a chain auto parts store. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts online for 20 years. A lot of you 20 years ago had no idea you could buy anything from the internet. You could have been buying auto parts 
So why not start now at rockauto.com for any auto or body part that your car or truck will ever need from hundreds of manufacturers. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off that first order. Built, Built Bar is just amazing. It truly does taste like a candy bar with that chocolate on the outside, 100% chocolate coating on the outside. So anything that says peanut butter in the name, peanut butter brownie, peanut butter chocolate, peanut butter in general, it is phenomenal because of that chocolate coating on the outside. It's low in carb, low in sugar, low in calorie, high in protein, great for pre-workout, great for post-workout. You're going to want to check out Built Bar. I promise you, you will not regret it. You can even use it as an entire meal. It's that filling. I promise you that you can use it as a breakfast. I've done it before. It's it's amazing what Built Bar can do for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, get $10 off that first order, and let me know which flavor you go with on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Look, and, and you can rip this show apart if you're a big baseball fan, as I know you are, because you're listening to this podcast right now. You can rip me apart on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that baseball is dying if they do this, if they do the 48 game plan plus a strike. And I know it's not something we want to hear. I know that it could hurt your feelings, but that's the facts. That's what it is. And no one wants baseball to survive and be a healthy sport more than a guy getting paid to talk about it. But that's where we're at. That's the reality of the situation. And so shifting over to a more positive note, the MLB draft will take place tonight at 6 p.m. on ESPN or MLB Network, depending on your preference. I think it's just going to be the same broadcast, just simulcast on both networks. But nonetheless, you're going to want to check out the MLB draft to see who the Royals select. They have a ton of picks within the top 50. So I'm going to throw it over to the draft guys, Jeff and Taylor, to do their mock draft. They're going to give you the picks that they had for the Royals. But again, go over to Locked on MLB and check out this entire mock draft. That way you know about every prospect that will be getting taken tonight and throughout the week on the MLB draft. So this is where the draft starts to get a little bit tricky because this is a top three draft. There are three players that dominate this draft. But the fourth player, I mean, it's all up for uh, argument, and, and we love to have arguments. If you want to send us a tweet and, and have some comments back and forth between Jeff and myself, you can follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. You can follow me personally at Taylor Blake Ward. But, Jeff, with the fourth overall pick, the Kansas City Royals, where do we have them going? Uh, basically with the, the tiers of this draft, it – it, it is so wide open because sometimes we hear top three, sometimes we hear top four, sometimes we hear a top five. But I think when you get down to it, there really are kind of like five players and then a separation between the next group. And of those five players, the two names you're going to hear are Zach Veen, the uh, athletic prep outfielder, and Nick Gonzalez, who we've already talked about. So the question is, you know, last year the Royals took Bobby Witt overall uh, with the, the second overall pick and then did not draft another uh high school player until day three and i believe it was late on th- day three it might have been in the 20s or 30s even um and then you go back to the previous few years and they've been so college heavy and you know there's so do they what are they going to do are they going to follow that kind of approach when they had high picks in the past they did build their core team that won that world series off of high school kids so are they going to go with the ceiling of bean or you know, we know Dayton Moore. He's going to love a Nick Gonzalez as a, as a kid who chose to stay near his family 
over a partial scholarship. He values family. He has just been a, a grinder, a hard worker who has constantly had to prove doubters wrong. So we know like that's going to appeal. So both of these guys, I think either one makes a ton of sense. You know, I absolutely agree, Jeff. And Jeff, you can, uh, we can go on this a few times over, but every year right around February or so, there is a player that just stands out so far above the rest of the crowd for me. Uh, two years ago, it was Jared Kalenic. Last year, or three years ago, it was Shane Baz. This year for me, it is Zach Veen. I absolutely love this kid. Very talented. Obviously, you're going to get some unfair comparisons to Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, but this is the kind of player that you could have in the long run is a Cody Bellinger type, a Christian Yelich type with this kid, the best prep player in the class, Zach Veen from Spruce Creek High School in Florida. It's a plus hit tool. There's room for all kinds of physical power. I love the bat speed. He can run a little bit. I think he has a chance to stay in center field. Likely, I think he may move off to a corner, but he has a chance to stay in center field. Strong arm, good fielder. Every tool that comes together, the body, I mean, 6'4", 190 for a high school kid, that is just very impressive to me. And I, Zach Veen is definitely my guy in this draft. Uh, and it does sound like he's not going to fall very far out of that top five here. It does sound like the Royals and the Blue Jays with the next pick are very high on Zach Veen. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it makes sense, especially what we saw a year ago where that uh, they're willing to the Royals are willing to gamble with the first pick and then kind of go a little more conservative after that. So we'll see uh, what happens. But uh, Zach Veen does make a lot of sense at four. One guy that we didn't necessarily mention right away with four, and, and you touched on it, was Nick Gonzalez, who is a very likely option here at four as well. Uh, I think it, from what I've heard, the Royals do like Veen a little bit more than they like other players, which does include Nick Gonzalez. But Nick Gonzalez is not a lottery ticket here by any means, and I think that he has a real shot to go in the next three picks. I don't think he's going to fall any further in the next three picks, but Nick Gonzalez with the Royals, does that make sense with you as well? Yeah, I mean, again, I, just what I talked about earlier, I think he, he would very much appeal to Dayton more, his uh, sensibilities and what, uh, you know, the the off-the-field traits on top of what he's just done in terms of Cape performance and the ridiculous numbers he was putting up this year. Another team who has their third selection inside the top 50 and only nine picks out from their 32nd overall pick is Kansas City. Now, we have my sleeper involved with this selection one of the premium arms, if you ask me, Jeff, here, and Bobby Miller out of Louisville. Yeah, it's. I don't think he was on anyone's board as a potential first-rounder uh, before the season began. But he's, uh, and there are some delivery concerns, but uh, he was pitching very well. There's good velocity. There's a good pitch mix. He's a big guy at six foot five. Uh, we know the Royals like big pitchers. Um and they don't care as much about delivery because, you know, Brady Singer, that was the whole thing. People did not love that delivery, and they still rolled the dice there. Uh, Louisville is a big program, very successful program, and we know that is also something that Kansas City likes are big pitchers from big programs where they found success. Um, if the Royals are going to grab a pitcher, this is the range we're hearing Miller in. It just makes a lot of sense in terms of what we know about the team, what they look for, and the player, and where he is kind of slotted to go. When I look at Bobby Miller, I just see – a Jordan Hicks prototype, even if he is a late inning reliever. And I know that I'm talking about one of the best closers in the game in Jordan Hicks, but 
his fastball is a 99 mile per hour sinker. I mean, this thing just plummets from earth and it is in the high nineties. I really like his uh, fastball combination here does have a slider cutter. It's not, it does sit in the high eighties, which of course is great. It does have a little bit more cut action than sliding action, but definitely a guy that a two pitch mix at the minimum I think this is a late-inning reliever at the worst. You can develop him as a starter, obviously. And putting him in with that mix of Brady Singer, Chris Bubik, um, Daniel Lynch, who else did the Royals take those years? Uh, you know, it's that year where they took the, what, five pitchers in a row. And I think you you know, you know, mentioned the four. The fifth guy that year was Jonathan Bodlin, Bodlin top of my head, uh, who was another, like, six-foot-five, six-six-six arm. Uh, which is funny because then the next pick, I, I love Kyle Isabel. I thought it was great value, but he was a 5'8 outfielder, so they then went the other way. Yeah, they like big pitchers. Jackson Kowar was the guy I was forgetting. Jackson oh, Kowar out oh, of Florida. Either that. way, I mean, you add in all these pitching options between what we just noted and you add Bobby Miller into that mix. I think this is a great pick for the Kansas City Royals. I think adding a pitcher here or with their next pick is a smart move you're going to get a college pitcher likely with one of these picks and you could add them into that train of uh, a constant new rotation because you're going to have a new rotation coming into kansas city in the next few years and you're going to have some of those guys hit the bullpen why not take the bullpen upside risk of bobby miller bobby miller i'm telling you this guy closing out games for the royals in the future i think it's a real deal so there you have it, Jeff Ellis and Taylor Blake Ward breaking down the MLB draft for the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, their entire mock draft can be found on Locked On MLB. Just scroll through that feed, watch or listen to, I should say, all three parts of the Locked On MLB draft. You're not going to want to miss out on that. That way you know about the prospects being taken tonight and tomorrow during the MLB draft. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with a plan for baseball. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.